What's happening to me? There's still food, but I don't want to eat it. I've become everything I've ever hated. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Oh, God, the quote was so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Greg was just settling in for a nap. Yeah, I was just like... (laughs) Uh, It'll probably probably be like an hour before Alan's done his quote. Oh, God, here we are. Now you have to work. Yeah, I I do have to work, and I'm working now. Yeah. This is it. We're taking it to the max again. Uh, (laughs) Taking it to the limit. One more time. (laughs) Walk along a razor's edge. Isn't that... don't they don't they say that in in uh, in the movie Miami Vice? Time to take it to the limit one more time. You know, I've seen that movie once. Yeah, I do not remember. I think Jamie Foxx <laughs> says it, which doesn't make any sense. Why would he like the Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's your that's your problem with the quote. That's my is problem. You think he's with quoting it. the Eagles? He's not. I don't think. All he right. is that is an Eagles line. From I, one of I their most it. popular songs. Yeah, Take It to the Limit. Exactly. You know it. Is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like 90% sure, but I knew if I got the title wrong, you would be bad at me, <laughs> and it would be funny, but <laughs> I just went for it. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's, a t- it's, it's Take It to the Limit. It's on their album. Is that your favorite bird-themed band? My favorite bird-themed band yeah. is either the Eagles or um, the- uh, about Owl City? <laughs> Um, what are the what, the Hawks? <laughs> you remember the Hawks? <laughs> no, it was like a wasn't the Jayhawks? It was like the uh, like a Bob Dylan or the Jay Birds. There's a lot of bird theme bands. Yeah, um, the Birds. The Birds are great. <laughs> the Birds are great. Um, but there was a there was a band that toured with I think it was like Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks or something like that. All right. And they toured with Bob Dylan for a while and they were Scream, really good. Isn't there Screaming Jay Hawkins? Isn't that one? I don't know about that. that These sounds, are all things that are just coming to my brain. That sounds right. But no, of course Eagles are the are my favorite bird yeah. themed band. I mean, I figured, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe you love the Counting Crows and don't talk about them. Uh, I would ca- I would I would talk about it. Okay. <laughs> You would know. You would know. <laughs> you would if know. I like the Counting Crows. Yeah. By this point, I like the Counting Crows. Okay. I want to put that on the record. Yeah. But you never talk about it. I don't talk about it. Well, so point disproven. Are are is that your favorite bird themed? They're probably pretty high up there. Yeah. Although I will say top three bird themed <laughs> bands go. I mean, okay, Counting Crows, uh-huh. um, Eagles, sure, uh, and then number three, I'd say. The birds. <laughs> yeah, that, no, those are those are really good answers. All really um, good answers. Isn't there another? There's another crow themed one, isn't there? The black crows. That's the one. I don't like. Or them. is that the black? <laughs> keys? I mean, they're fine. There's the black keys. There's the black stripes. There's the white stripes. There's Jack Black. There's Jack White. It's a whole mess. Yeah, and they're all related. They're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Yardbirds. The, the Yardbirds yard is what? Of course. <laughs> Oh. I'll tell you what, I, I like I like uh I like the band the Yardbirds, but I don't like Yardbirds. Yeah, get out of here. In my yard, magpies. You think you own the place? Crows and magpies. Oh, and... you notoriously hate crows. Well, yeah, that's that's in the that's in the canon. Famously. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, your encyclopedic compendium for all things birds. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna cut all that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> but not anymore, because we've referenced it uh, in the intro. 
This is your encyclopedic companion of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. Yes, and I'm Greg. I'm I'm Alan. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're Ralph. We're, we're off the rails here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's like Radigan. Uh, here's what I'll say. The I'll... world's most notorious <laughs> rat. You know, I would change my name to Rallin. That's a good name. I think it's a little more unique. It definitely is more and, unique. And uh, has some uh, mystique to it. And it rhymes. Yeah, unique and mystique. Yeah. Not with Rallin, but those two words <laughs> no. are... We're having a good time so far. Uh, that rhymed too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what I wanted to say is, I know Greg... May have a different reason for feeling a little loopy. Uh huh. My reason is I'm very hungry. <laughs> oh, oh. I had some cereal this morning and I haven't eaten since. Why didn't you? I could have given you. I, I have like muffins upstairs. Well, you could have had a, a homemade banana chocolate chip muffin. That sounds so good. Why don't you go get one? I, right? Mm, no. <laughs> we're, we're working. <laughs> and I don't want to eat on my. If it's going to make you hangry, I don't want to deal with that. I'm not, see that? But that's the thing. I'm not hangry. Oh, okay. Because I would be. I'm hloopy. <laughs> hloopy. Okay, I'll take that. Hungry and therefore loopy. Um, but it's spelled with a CH. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is a good opportunity to bring our guest in. Sure, yeah, let's do because it. Because <laughs> then uh, I'd really be interested to hear his favorite bird theme bands. Uh, we have a returning guest, uh, long-time listener. <laughs> Um, as far as I know. But uh, last time he was on was, I think, season seven. So it's been a while since we had him back, but uh, he's a member of the Two Timers Club now. It's Justin O'Connor. Welcome to the show, Justin. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, perfect pick to guest this week since uh, I'm a real bird brain. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's what we wanted. <laughs> and this episode is all about birds. That's right. What sure are your is. top three bird bands? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I'm going to make up two of them. Yeah. I, there is one uh, like punk super group called The Falcon, comprised mm -hmm. of members of Alkaline Trio and the Lawrence Arms. Nice. They're top tier bird band. Uh, and then, I don't know, the big stupid bird idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and... Uh, another made up one, the Flock of Seagulls. Of course. <laughs> oh, of course, Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. yeah. What a great. Uh, uh, th that's um. That's I ran. Yeah. I ran, I ran so, so far, far away. away. Yeah. 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 It's a made up band. It, I mean, all bands are made up. <laughs> wow. At some point, it really makes you think. Yeah. Oh the no. The rule of comedy lists: two real things and then a joke. There you go. <laughs> two truths and a joke. That's actually honestly what I was trying to do when Greg pitched that uh, question to me, uh -huh. and I was able to, you know, say two real ones, counting crows and eagles. Mm -hmm. The third one, I was attempting to come up with a joke on the fly, and I couldn't do it. So you just said the birds. So I said the birds. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you an idea of where my comedy skills are just, at. Just in this. String words together, just big idiot dumb birds. Yeah, big idiot dumb birds. That's pretty good. Band. <laughs> But I did learn right now that Alan is notorious for his dislike of crows, but loves counting them. I, it's true. I like I like counting them. Uh, you know, one, two, three. Get out of here. Well, who's your favorite crow? Uh, Brandon Lee. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I'm given a little bit of time. Oh, that's a great answer. I can come up with a better answer. Uh, he was a great crow. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mine's Russell. Mmm. Spelt with an E. Yes. So, doesn't count. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cameron's a fairly mediocre crow. Yeah, started out hot. Yeah. What's your favorite crow flick? 
Cameron Cl- Crowe flick. <laughs> Cameron Crowe? Not Crow? a movie about crows. Oh, definitely. It's Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't think... I think Almost Famous is probably my favorite, though. Really? Jerry Maguire is pretty close. When was the last time you saw Jerry Maguire? Uh, pretty recently, actually. I love, I, I, again, it's close. Like, I love that movie. I think it's great. And Almost Famous is just better than Jerry Maguire? <laughs> yes. <laughs> why, are you, why are you angry? I'm angry because you're wrong. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. In uh, Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. do you have a Philip Seymour Hoffman performance? No, that's a great point. That's Thank a great you. point. It's a great point. Oscar-worthy performance. Yes. Um, my love, my love for PSH may trump uh, the uh, the perhaps superior film of Jerry Maguire. I don't know. Well, it is. <laughs> All right. So now you know, Justin. What do you think? <laughs> you I was gonna that? say like comedy answer. Elizabeth Town is my Hell favorite yeah. movie. <laughs> but before I had to check because before I thought. Elizabeth Town was Dogville, which is a completely oh, different very, movie, very different by, movie by a completely different director. Now, is this because you uh, have an ex named Elizabeth and you're like she's a dog? I no, because okay, well, no, stop. <laughs> stop. You can't cut everything I say. <laughs> I remember. And again, I remember um, Dogville being the title of a movie, mm. and then I remember Kristen Dunst being in a movie, and I don't, the two conflated in my brain. So You got Kristen Dunst yeah, conflated with uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I was going to say. I did, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, what, is it Naomi Watts in that, too? I think one of them is a real dog. I'll leave that up to you to do Ooh. In, in um, Dogville, isn't it? Naomi no, Watts? it's... Um, it's Nicole Kidman? It's Nicole Kidman. All right. Yeah. And it's what am uh, I thinking of? it's Bryce Dallas Howard in the second one. Yeah, in Manderley. And it would probably be Naomi Watts in the third one. Wait, wait. No, Dogville was that rom com starring John Cusack, right? <laughs> Must love Dogville. Must love Dogville. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be my uh my rom com that I write in the future. It's called Must Love Dogville. It's about a insufferable uh, cinephile mm. who's yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the the only way I'll find my true love is I find a person who loves Lars von Trier's Dogville. Wow, <laughs> what a what a premise! I would love to hear a treatment for that. <laughs> well, I have good news for you, Greg. Yeah, I'm sending you an email right now. Yay. <laughs> I think this is a prime example of why Craigslist took down their casual encounters page. <laughs> There's too too many must love Dogville <laughs> posts. That Any was, romance uh, predicated upon a love for Lars von Trier films. Uh, yikes! Um, storybook romance for the ages, really. <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, uh, how, how have you how have you been? <laughs> well, let's start with Justin. Yeah, it's been a long time. How you doing? It, I've been living this COVID-ass pandemic lifestyle for about a year. Um, the highlights of my week are probably uh, Alan's Trivia Nights. Hey. Hey. That's Tailspin me. Trivia, buds. Yeah. Every Wednesday. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Justin uh, plays often with uh, his team that consists of uh, some other past and future guests, including Mike Westfall. No, he doesn't play. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Bill Hanstock. Uh, Bill Hanstock has has played, I think, once. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's fun. I pitch, uh, I pitch it. I plug it sometimes on this. But uh, yeah, thanks, Justin. Um, Justin also likes to try and make me break 
um, whilst I'm hosting. Mm. Uh, in the chat, he'll he'll write jokes, and uh, I believe he's been on record as saying with the intent of trying to get me to laugh. Mm. Well, I forget the context, but this past <laughs> week is the closest I've come to just was, ruining you. Was it <laughs> was it something about the nostalgia critic? Is that why? Uh, it's it, oh yeah, it was absolutely Melvin, brother of the Joker. Oh God. <laughs> Um, we are talking about Maximum Homer Drive, the 17th episode of season 10, written by John Schwartzwalder, directed by Swinton O. Scott III, original air date March 28th, 1999. I wonder what the first draft of this looked like. Uh, well, I can tell you it was originally called Homer the Trucker. Okay. Which is, uh, a classic title conveyance that they've done away with this season. Yep. They're like, no, 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 we can't have just Homer the blank or Lisa the blank anymore. We need to have a fun little title pun, preferably play on a on a on a, on a movie, movie that nobody liked. Kind, yeah, <laughs> but why? For who? For us. <laughs> it's for the fans. It's to make the titles less obvious what episodes they're tied to. Yeah. Is what I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really this ha- one's a bit easier because it's got drive in the title at the very least. Yeah, so I can associate. Oh, it's the one where he drives. And I mean the the, the title "Maximum Homer, Homer Drive" is a is a reference to Maximum Overdrive, the mm-hmm. Stephen King film, where machines, including trucks, come alive and try to kill try their to masters. Kill yeah. So there's trucks in the movie. Also, Yardley Smith is the, in the movie. So yes. there's a big and connection. It was one of her one of her earliest roles, I believe, it's the only film directed by Stephen King. Am I right? I think so. It's at least the only film written and directed by Stephen <laughs> King. Um, and Cocaine. Oh, well. Co-directed by Cocaine. Cocaine. I should say. Yeah, Cocaine <laughs> directed the film. You said including trucks with like an air of defensive. like. <laughs> it's a, that was if, gotcha podcasting. <laughs> yeah, as if Alan, like you and him, had had this argument before. <laughs> yeah, we had a bet about two years ago, and Alan was like, I don't think the trucks, trucks come alive. And <laughs> You son of a bitch! Uh, yeah, I was like, Alan, you son of a bitch, we're watching a Maximum Overdrive right now. We watched it, loved the ACDC soundtrack, and uh, Alan was wrong. Yeah, I actually do remember watching this movie. <laughs> now that you mentioned ACDC soundtrack. It's like, right, I watched that whole movie. I remember nothing about it. Well, they, they wrote a song for it. Is it called Highway to Hell? No, it's called Who Made Who, you jackass. <laughs> I'm sorry. Highway to Hell came out years earlier. I don't know. It seems to be conducive to the, to the plot. No, it's just in the movie. They're driving on a highway, yeah, but, the, no, it makes but the a machines lot of sense. are killing them, so they're highway going to, to hell. Highway to Hell would obviously be the right song to write for this, yeah. but they had already written well, it. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know the ACDC oeuvre as well as you. Well, maybe you should ask me some questions about it, and I'll tell you all about it. I don't want to. All right, fair enough. <laughs> It is a very deep dive for very little payoff. Here's a here's a question for you. Yeah, hit me. What Don't actually what frontman from mm-hmm. a different rock and roll outfit took over as lead singer Axel for Axel Rose. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you enjoyed that trivia question, you should you should check out YYC trivia on Instagram. Um I always thought a good name for like a like a nineties rock DJ would be Ace E D C. Nice. Nice. <laughs> A hey, 90s, 90s rock DJ. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> what would his uh what, what would his like pranks be called? Get aced. <laughs> An AC disaster. 
there, there it is. That's the punch up. Time for another one of my classic <laughs> 505 AC disasters. Brought to you by Domino's. Get yourself a two-topping medium pizza for only fifteen ninety-nine. Tell them AC. I don't fucking remember what the name was. It's ACDC. His name's ACDC. Is it? Yeah. Right. A-C-E-D-C. Right. It's like Chuck That's E. Why cheese. It's, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. It's like Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly like Chuck yeah, E. Cheese. It's exactly like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. His middle uh, initial stands for Ace Entertainment DC. So. <laughs> Okay, well, gentlemen, what did we think of this episode? It was fine. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't love it. Uh, my memory of the episode was pretty weak, as is tradition with these episodes. I know I'm a broken record with that, but I remembered the truck thing. I remember the eating contest, and completely forgot this was the the horrible, horrible B plot episode with Senior Ding, Ding Dong. Well, you didn't like that. No, not at all, Greg. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend. I, I would like. It. I, I hated I, it. I too. would like it out of here. And here's what really bugged me too: it the the setup, the premise is a perfect joke machine premise. Bart and Homer have to drive a truck. They're on a road trip. You got so many options to put as funny things to happen on this road trip, and instead they cut back to Marge and Lisa buying a doorbell. <laughs> How fucking lazy and uninspired are the writers at this point but it's deliberate though it's like a juxtaposition against this wacky madcap road trip that homer and bart are going on where marge her idea of like a like a funny comic romp (laughs) is to go buy a new doorbell and i i i get that justin Mm -hmm. i get that that it's a that it's a contrast however when you switch back to homer and bart how wacky is their road trip Really? Yeah. You know, like how many jokes are they? Yeah, it's kind of wacky, but it's not wacky enough for Captain Wacky, later renamed Homer. (laughs) So my, my point is like Alan brings up this, this, this idea that like, there's a, there's an opportunity for, for like montage level jokes a la PTA disbands where you like different places, different things happening. Whereas for the most part, when they're on their road trip, it's just, it's, it's very, very bland until the auto drive system comes in. Yeah. And then also the, the the thing is they've done this idea of Homer and Bart or, you know, Homer off doing something wacky and Marge stuck at home and wants to do something exciting to better effect with the whole Vincent Price yeah, Sunday cruddy Sunday episode. Yeah, that right? was that was like three episodes ago, and it's better. And it's better because the problem is, I, I understand what you're saying that uh, the you know Marge is like, oh, this will be exciting for me buying a doorbell, but they they abandon that premise very quickly, and then it focuses on the fact that no one's ringing the doorbell, and then the doorbell's broken, right? And I there, but there are some good jokes even within like that framework. The joke, the Jehovah Witnesses being like, are we bothering people by doing this? Maybe we should get real jobs is like the targeted mean spirited thing I enjoy about the Simpsons. <laughs> it's completely petty. They're just taking a pot shot of Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. And, and it, it's funny. And Marge also forgets her own wedding song. <laughs> Which like. Yes. 
Yes, yeah, like forgets what forgets what it's called. You mean because like, she's yeah. like she just hums it. To me, as yeah. soon as the as soon as the why do birds suddenly appear start starts playing and it starts looping, I I I can no longer stand it. Like I'm as annoyed as Lisa is. I'm as annoyed as and like that's not fun for me. Yeah, going back to it, I agree. There's a there's a there's a fun little run of jokes. In the in how they're trying to Waiting get for the people. doorbell. I feel like yeah. that's the best part of this B plot. Yeah, that's oh, where yeah, that's sure, where they sure. actually get something out of it. I think Billhouse getting attacked by birds <laughs> is really funny. Yeah, speaking of birds, speaking of birds, why do they suddenly appear? Millhouse had to deal with some yard birds. He had himself. to deal for, with some serious yard birds, <laughs> and they're getting his eyes. <laughs> So what you're saying is it's about the journey to the fireworks factory and not the destination. Absolutely. Because once that doorbell rings, all the fun's gone. It is. It's true. I would say so. It's, yeah. it's all gone. Yeah. I almost feel like if they had extended that run a bit more uh, to the point where maybe the the resolution, the the catharsis that we all get when someone finally hits that doorbell could have been something really interesting. But instead, they're like, we're out of ideas for waiting for the doorbell to ring and no one doing it. So Lisa will just hit it. And then what's going to happen next? I don't know. It's broken. You know, it just kind of it, it loses all the, the wind from its sails for me. Yeah. Do you guys think it's weird that Senior Ding Dong never became like a secondary character? Oh, well, I don't know if you know this, Justin, but I looked it up. He appears in three other episodes. Like in a speaking role or just uh, so sort of a... I didn't look too far, but he appears in two episodes uh, like physically. He appears in the Simpsons movie physically. And then it says his name is seen in a, in a third episode. So technically two other episodes, but um, two other episodes and the movie and the movie, yes. which is uh, not something to snarl at. You know, he's kind of he's kind of around a little bit. But you have to imagine there's like an alterniverse where he becomes like a like a disco stew like bit character, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. it might happen still. Who knows? It's, it's possible. Who knows? Frankly, uh, I'm shocked he hasn't had an entire episode devoted to his backstory yet. But yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about. Uh. What's this episode? Something about Nelson. Oh, man, I'm just reading this. Uh, Gil, Gil complained about his shoes being covered in fecal matter due to a prank that Nelson Muntz played on him due to it occurring on the same day as an inspection to the store. That's this episode. Oh. Nelson rings the doorbell and ding-dong ditches and puts the flaming bag inside, and Gil opens the door inside the store and stomps on it. Yeah. Wait, that happens in this that episode? That happens in this episode. How did I miss that? <laughs> I don't know. It's your favorite character, Gil. <laughs> Uh, yeah, how come Marge doesn't know who Gil is? She worked with him. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't remember her own wedding song, which is a joke that would, like, annoy me, I guess, if it were to happen <laughs> in another episode. Yeah. You know, it'd get, why wouldn't Marge remember? But I hope someone I got fired works. for that blunder. Yeah, I, I, I feel like maybe we're to believe her memory is just very bad. <laughs> like, it's just, she's got the memory of a goldfish in this elastic universe, and that's why she doesn't remember I think things. it's really funny that she's like, why do birds suddenly appear? Over, over there, there? Over here? Over here. <laughs> I think that's really funny. I, I just love how she delivers it. It's just... I, I think Marge is great. <laughs> Marge has a lot of great moments in this episode, too, honestly. Like, beyond the doorbell subplot, like, pre-doorbell, yeah. yeah. in the pre-doorbell maximum Homer Drive universe... In Act Marge, One, Marge steals it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's something we've said for a lot of season ten. Is Marge is kind of 
the underrated MVP of the season. And I still agree, even if I don't like this subplot that much, yeah. I think she still uh, carries herself the most true to the character, I guess. Like, Homer starts to become more of an asshole. He fucking dumps their dinner on the ground in the opening scene, which is so unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those Wasn't jokes. Wasn't it? it? Yeah. It's one of those jokes where it's like, okay, I know they need to get to the barbecue house, but there's no reason why Homer needs to be an asshole about the nice dinner his wife prepared for him to, to get there. Have a different reason, you know? Oh, s- there's something wrong with the food. So we need to go to a restaurant. Oh, I heard about this place. All right, here we go. It starts- or just start there. We're going to a restaurant. I-, I will say this, though. It starts with one of my favorite ways to begin an act or to begin a story, which is in the middle of an anecdote. Right. You know, where he's like, so the so I told the, the doctor you can take your tetanus shot and shove it. And he gets lockjaw. He and he's like, lockjaw, why yeah. did Lenny bite you? Well, I never really gave him a choice, you see. <laughs> and then Lisa comes in and, and interrupts. Yeah, that's and fun. That's 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 yeah, a like fun, fun that's a fun way to that's that's a fun way to start it. Um but if you're doing it in a way that could be more conducive to the characters, then it should be Homer who comes up with the idea or who sees the steakhouse. Like he's driving along the road and like stops, like grinds to a halt. Someone like like a car stops just behind him and like that gets into a pile up as he sees it on the on a billboard and he's like really excited about it. And he, and he's and he runs to like a highway phone and tries to call Marge, being like, We have to we we need to go put the, this is a steakhouse. Yeah. You know, and then we cut and to then we get there. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the way that the family doesn't even engage Lisa about her concerns. They just <laughs> hear steakhouse and they're off to the races. Yeah, and that I is funny. Take Homer knocking the dinner off. Like I don't see that as an asshole move. I see it more as like he's caught up in the excitement of learning about this brand new thing that was just told to him. Yes, <laughs> I will say there's a better. I think they've done. I was even trying. I was racking my brain. I was trying to remember. I feel like they've done a similar setup before, where it's like, don't eat that because we need to go somewhere else. Am I? Is this ringing a bell to anyone else? I feel like there's a different episode where Homer does a very similar thing, but he doesn't knock the food on the floor. He just tells everyone not to eat because they need to go somewhere else to eat. Am I crazy? I don't know. I got okay. nothing. All right. Well. Writers, or writers, listeners, write in. <laughs> and writers. <laughs> writers, listen in. Um, anyway, I just, yeah, I, I feel like him getting excited about the barbecue place and wanting to go there instead of eating dinner is fine. I don't like him taking the entire meal on the floor. I think that is, as much as you may disagree, Justin, I think that's an asshole move. <laughs> Try it at your next dinner party. See what happens. See if people think it's nice or not. Um, that is a good point. But because, uh, yeah, I think I think it could work fine as like, oh, why are we eating this crap? And then like Marge has some kind of reaction to it because I like those. I like when Marge reacts to Homer's buffoonishness. But in this where she's just like, why? Like you didn't have to knock the food on the table. And he says, didn't I? Now, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's that's the problem with the joke is the didn't I? Because it like shows a cognizance of his own behavior, but if they just yeah. cut it right after he knocked the dinner on the ground, and why are we eating this crap? And Marge, you're right. Actually, like I this. think you're a hundred percent right. I think I would probably laugh at the joke if it just if he just knocked it on the floor and Marge just like sighed or something, and then it just cuts. And it cuts. The yeah. Steakhouse, right. yeah. <laughs> this, that is funny. Yeah, That's funny. Right? We just punch it up in such a simple way, yeah. 
and it makes him seem like less of an asshole and more like an impulsive buffoon, which yeah. he is. No, yeah. that works. This season, and like this episode specifically has a lot of that in it, where like if a joke had stopped a beat or two before, it would be a great Simpsons joke. Yeah. But it's a Schwarzwelder episode written by a committee. Yep. And so everybody had to get their little bit in, their little their, their little filthy stinger. little pause. Dude, and it ruins it ruins so many potentially hilarious jokes. Yeah. No, but it does sound like Justin in general, and I think you requested this episode too. In general, you like this episode though, right? I do. It's yeah. it's I think it's a fun, self-referential, silly little story. It's it's like a classic Schwarzwelder episode. Yeah. It's like it's like the season 10 parallel to something like uh the the first season one he wrote, Call of the Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, even the within the more grounded context of the show, that episode got pretty wacky, but it was yep. okay. And it generally worked. I yeah. feel the same way about this. The wackiness is pretty reined in until probably what the last like three minutes. Yeah, I'd say so. Where there's the big wacky, of course, which we'll get to, but, <laughs> but it's just a fun, wacky Simpsons out of their element road trip episode. And, uh, I think it's pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not one that I would put in the bottom tier of of the season, uh, but it'd be more middle of the road tier for me. I'd say. What about you, Greg? Overall, uh, you know, like I have this is an episode that I've seen a lot, mm-hmm. and it's one in season ten that I remember that I was like, oh, this is a safe one. This yeah, is a yeah, safe one yeah. that I can come back to, and I would often do that, like on on the end of one of my binges of the golden years i would often like tail it off with this episode and i never regretted it and i always thought this episode was pretty good um if not just straight up good uh i don't really feel that this time it's for having like an a long intro it feels a little flabby yeah and uh a a little like it doesn't like like it's like there, like you, you already said it. Like there's a little bit too many pauses. There's jokes that are dragged out to a little too episode. long. It's you a can, feels you can feel it. It feels yeah. padded, yes. And I just don't feel like there's much need for that. However, that being said, I still have a good time with it because of the ideas that are present. If you put Homer and Bart on the road in a big, in in a big truck. Uh, hauling something across the country. There's going to be some fun. And there's enough jokes in the first half of the B-plot for me to not completely hate the (laughs) B-plot. And I always, always, always enjoyed the steakhouse act. The the act act where we're actually at the steakhouse. I always liked that. What... Do you? F- how do you feel about steakhouses in general? Have you ever? When was the last time you've been to one? And what was the biggest steak you had? Well, I for me, steakhouses aren't really a a common uh, like. Uh, I think of barbecue more than I think of steakhouses, sure. and I'm sure there's some parallels. You know, some like the I guess there's there's a steakhouse uh, or a steak restaurant. Again, I don't know if this counts, but there's a place in Calgary called Smuggler's Inn, um, which Hell uh, yes, there is. which I've gone to uh, a fair number of times and always really enjoyed. It's probably my favorite place to get steak. Uh, as you may know, 
I don't really eat steak anymore because mm-hmm. of the incident mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where on Christmas Day I got a piece of steak caught in my throat and had to go to the hospital for eight hours. That being said, uh, I love barbecue. So like a barbecue house is my jam. Like right. I love a good barbecue place. Um, like ribs? Br- oh, ribs, pulled pork, yeah. sausages, uh, and then all the side. Like I love a good a good smattering of sides. Hell yeah! Like coleslaw and beans, cornbread, cornbread. Hell yeah! Mashed potatoes, Hush puppies, mashed potatoes, all that good stuff. I love all that accoutrement. So like, if I can go to a, a steakhouse or a barbecue house and say like, give me the platter, and it gives me a, a whole bunch of that shit all on one big plate. I am in heaven. <laughs> we did that. We did that when we were in Edmonton that one time. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this is years ago, yeah. and we recorded a podcast that night. That's I believe it was on Ant Man, <laughs> and <laughs> we went to this yeah, place. It the, was called. It was just called Beat, right? It, I think so. Yeah. My yeah. my recollection. I have a picture of myself standing next to the sign. It says "Eat Meat Here." Yeah. Um, and it was great. <laughs> and then I had a peach cobbler for dessert, and it was delicious. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was one of those places that you could uh, that they were like, "Yeah, you need to come here with friends." Yes. <laughs> because we will give you a platter on every dish. Yes. And it's and I love it. It was and great. I eat it all. It was so and I'm great. So hungry right now. <laughs> Why did we do this? Uh, this Why episode must episode have been about... monstrosity for you. Yeah, you know, and here's the other question. Uh, actually, Justin, what, what are your thoughts on steakhouses before we... I, I have another question for the group. They're fine. Um, <laughs> I Steak's one of those things where, like, if you're like, yeah, I, I don't care, like, steak tastes good. Everybody gets, like, incredulous and mm-hmm. tells you, like, mm-hmm. you have to try this specific kind of steak. Right. And then you do, and you spend a lot of money on it, and you're like... All right, that You're was like, yeah, it was good, but like, it's good. I don't need to spend yeah, like fifty dollars on this. I would rather yeah, have cool. my fifty seventy dollars <laughs> later. I, my ideal steakhouse, and it's not even really like an ideal in any sense that I actually want to go there again. Yeah. But I just miss being able to go to like Texas Roadhouse and whip peanut shells on the floor. <laughs> Back when we lived in like a lawless society where anything went. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tex- So Texas Roadhouse, I've heard that, but that's a, that's got to be U.S. chain, right? I don't think we oh, have yeah. one here. Yeah. And again, the gimmick is you get free peanuts and you can just whip the shells on the floor. And that's that's the appeal of Texas Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. You're coming to us it's... live from where? Boston, Massachusetts, baby. Right on. Steakhouse capital of America. <laughs> Go Bruins. <laughs> no. Go Pats. No. No Bruins. Right? No. <laughs> I don't know. So th- basically he doesn't my care about hockey as much as any place where I'm like allowed and encouraged to make a mess. That's it. Um, I I, <laughs> I think this concept is really funny. <clears throat> Are there like their staff constantly like going around with brooms? Then is that like dude all the time? Yeah, like sweeping up just discarded peanut shells. Wow. Yes. So do you ever do you ever like throw it right in front of them? Like <laughs> like in this like <laughs> posh air of defiance to the lower I, class? Like you I feel think like some a king? of us have uh, a thing called decorum, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, baby. <laughs> Let me add you a Texas Roadhouse and I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to be like Homer server. and dump my entire dinner on the floor, too. Make them clean that up. It's not me. Yeah, you don't open a peanut, eat it, look at your server, <laughs> throw the shell on the ground, and then go, you have to pick that up now. That's your job. <laughs> That's why you're here. Ugh. I throw the peanuts. You clean the peanuts. <laughs> so what about uh, like food eating contests? Has anyone ever done a food eating contest like this? This episode has that a lot of places love to have, where it's like, oh, if you finish this hundred pound burger, 
you get it for free. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, that sounds good. I'll try it. And then it's like, you can't even eat like two of the pounds. No. Like, what are you expecting? It's a scam. They're getting you. Yeah, this is something that I have uh, little to no interest in. Just by <laughs> watching this episode, I was like, I don't actually want to eat a steak for a while because <laughs> the way they uh, animate the partially eaten steak is just so unappetizing well, to it looks, me. It looks like a like a raw steak. Yes, it does. Like for the one. way they animate it, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, listen, I, I like my steak uh, medium to rare, but uh, that's a little too rare for me. Yeah, I think this was like a brontosaurus steak. <laughs> yeah, it had the pallid complexion of like a like a dog T-bone chew toy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, which it yeah, it looked like what a cartoon steak should look like, which was off-putting in the context of what it was. Yeah, being giant and being eaten with a knife and fork. I. The closest I've come to a food-eating challenge is when I went to Vegas uh, with the doctor, and we went to the Heart Attack Grill. Sure, yeah. And I may have shared this already on the pod, so I apologize for repeating myself, but basically, it's uh, it's a gimmicky restaurant where you can order, like, you know, 12 patty burgers and blah, blah, blah. Like, you can order an insane amount of food, but if you don't finish your meal, they spank you. So it's like, it's not a challenge in the sense that if you complete it, you get it for free or anything like that. It's more just, if you don't complete it, you get punished. <laughs> so it's kind of the reverse of what, you know, these... You have to go through the spanking machine. Yeah, and so I, first of all, I, Ife was very adamant on going to this place because he wanted to try it. The, pl- the times he had been before, uh, he was with work associates and they didn't want to go. So I was... He and couldn't convince them to go. <laughs> That's right. You put on like a, a, like a hospital gown when you enter. Um, it's All the staff are wearing uh, slutty nurse u- uniforms. So like, yeah, there's like, there's so many different lanes that it's going in <laughs> where it's like, wait, is it supposed to be sexy or is it supposed to be a hospital? <laughs> it's supposed um, to be sexy or gross because yeah, it's, it's both right now. <laughs> but uh, I also didn't realize, when he's like, we got to go to the heart, heart Attack Grill, I just, in my mind, I'm like, well, it's Vegas. It's probably like a fancy restaurant and it's with a clever name, you know? Yeah. So I did not expect what we got when we got there. But I also, you know, once I realized, oh, they'll spank you if you don't finish, I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting a single patty burger and some fries, and that's it. Evie's like, I'm getting the three patty burger and onion rings. And he did not finish, and he got spanked, and I have a video of it. So Naturally. There. But I finished mine, because I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked on you. <laughs> I, but here's the thing. That's, that's exactly, like, it worked on me to the point where I, I, I never got to the point while I was eating it that I'm like, I can't finish this and I'm going to struggle to finish it just so I don't get spanked. Right. It it was just like, it was a classic Alan eating alone uh, Baconator experience, basically. Mm. You know? Like, I've done this so many times before. I'm a seasoned pro. I eat shitty food and a lot of it in one sitting. And yeah, I hate myself after, but I don't struggle to do it. Hey, you know what? During... It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. It's and they are good burgers at this place. So, like, I was enjoying my burger. I ate it all. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't get a double, you know? Because yeah. they're huge patties. Yeah. So I like how your friend ordered three patties and onion rings <laughs> because that provides just enough plausible deniability when you get spanked that you can say, well, I, I thought I could finish it. I didn't really want to get spanked. Right. <laughs> right. He, he was towing that line. Because <laughs> if he'd gone, like, nine patties, like, double order fries, yeah. like... The man you just know what you're doing. Spanked. You want to get spanked. He wanted to get spanked. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is the doctor. 
but again it's yeah it's right on that like it straddles that line of believability where That's he true. goes oh that was i got spanked that was terrible yeah. oh I man i, I can't i can't believe i didn't finish those onion rings oh man <laughs> anyway i guess i gotta get spanked now Just where do i stand <laughs> Well, sir, you can take your time. No, no, no. I got to get spanked. We all know the rules. I signed up for it. Um, do what you got to do. Don't be gentle. <laughs> I've earned it. I'm a bad boy. But I Did they s- spank you with the spatula that they used to make the burgers? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give you a big it was stain on your ass. Yeah, it was a wooden paddle, so I don't think so. <laughs> it's like their version of farm to table. Ass to griddle. <laughs> gross <laughs> i have i will admit though many times seen these challenge things on menus when i'm out eating yeah and i'm hungry enough that i consider it or yeah. i'm like i probably could finish this you know like i have that mindset when i'm hungry sure. like right now if you put uh, one of those challenges in front of me right now yeah i would the the arrogance i would have in being able to finish it well you're hungry would be there because i'm so hungry yeah you're a hungry boy right now you know but you forget how quickly... I just ate a whole plate of hot wings in front of you. You didn't say boo. Listen, I... Here's the thing. Usually when I come to, to the house to record, I bring food. Yeah. I stop off at a, at a fast food place. I grab some food because I know my I know that once I start talking, I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm so hungry. Why didn't I eat? And today I didn't do that. And I knew it was my own fault. So when you had yourself a lovely plate of rib, uh, ribs, of wings, uh, munching away, having a great time, yeah, I considered being like, can I have one? <laughs> just a, just one wing, Greg. But the other side of me was like, no, Greg was a smart person. He prepared himself a meal, as we all should do, and I shouldn't horn in on that. Maybe it's the perfect amount of wings for him. And if I take one wing away, he'll be he'll he'll be unsatisfied. Well, I'll tell you something. It was the perfect amount. There you go. Of, of See, wings. so yeah. I was trying to be a good friend, and uh, to my own <laughs> detriment. <laughs> was Greg like eating these wings on a chaise lounge while two eunuch boys like fandom with giant ferns? Well, there was like, a chaise lounge. Just having, like, Caligulan reactions to the wings, like what? I mean, yeah, we didn't we didn't mention the grape boy. The grape boy was there as well and fed him some grapes after. But you know, I that's his that's his. He pays him. He yeah. pays him to do that. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe this is just where I come from. But if a bud asks a bud for a wing, bud gets a wing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, and that's what I'm saying. I know that if I had asked, he would have given me one. I know that. I I didn't want to make him make that choice because I wanted him to enjoy. I'm. I'm a self saboteur in many aspects of my life. You know, we got cheesy bread upstairs too. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> you, you're gonna we'll have a, you're gonna we'll get a... you're gonna get some cheesy bread and a muffin. <laughs> Great, that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, all yeah. the carbs. Yeah, stuff them in me. Yeah, it'll make you nice and full. That's so right. So you can so you can go home and wait for it to wear off and have dinner. I have I have sweet potato fries and chicken fingers in my fridge. Ew. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Take my carbs. <laughs> Sorry, they're not hot wings. Ew, ew, Staple ew. diet of hot wings over here. Damn right. So you know what I like about the steakhouse scene? Yeah. Lisa's just not there. Yeah, like they they yeah, ditch her on the way. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's a it's a funny omission that they never bring attention to. Where is she? Is she at just home. in the car? She, left, she stayed at home. Her dinner's on the floor. Yeah, she's just eating off the floor. Just crying. 
<laughs> the dark side of the Simpsons that we don't see. Um, also the the Mr. Burns bit. Love that Mr. Burns bit. Um, I didn't love it. <laughs> like that Mr. Burns bit, but it's the same thing as yes. uh, didn't I? Where if yeah, so I think it goes a bit too funny, long, right? If it, if we kill the cow for you, Mr. Burns goes through his selection of cows, kills two of them, decides he doesn't want steak and instead settles for a glass of milk. And if the joke had ended with him going from that cow, it right, would have been a fantastic joke. But instead they have to show the cow, like zoom in on the cow's face, then cut away again and you hear the cattle prod one more time. Yeah. It's got tobacco vibes, the way the cow reacts. Also, I thought the joke at first was going to be, that's not a cow, that's a bull. Right, because he has the horns. Yeah, and so like, there's some <laughs> some gross like uh, cow semen joke. Maybe that's where I thought it was going. I just want to say they don't care. But that's that, a surprised. I, yeah, I was like, oh, and then they just killed the cow. That's that's or much better. Just irrationally disappointed. <laughs> Do they ever show the fountain of blood? No, I don't think so. They don't. Lisa specifically mentions a fountain of blood. This is just some things that I think about, <laughs> like. Because you dream about fountains of blood. Usually, but yeah. it's mostly fountains of Wayne. You know, and again, I like how Marge is on board with the concept. Even when Homer gets into the eating contest, she's supportive. Yeah. Like, she's all in on the steakhouse. It's It, it also seems like the kind of challenge that Homer would easily complete. You know? Yeah. In a different... Like in a different episode, it would be the joke would be how quickly he finishes it or something, you know. Um, I I do kind of like the restraint where it's like no, like this is an actual daunting thing even for seasoned eaters. <laughs> yeah, you know, do you ever watch like Man vs. Food or any of those like weird ass? Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, like d- dudes who just basically do those challenges, those kind of challenges, or just eat. Uh, there's also, of course, uh, everyone's favorite Guy Fieri. Who was the guy driving dives like, where he's look, just mowing down on giant burgers all the time? Who were the guys where it was like just like the most absurd things? It, what, oh, it was like a Mr. YouTube wasn't show. Wasn't it Beast? Something Mr. Beast? Wasn't that? Oh, Epic Mealtime. Epic Mealtime. That was the Epic Mealtime was like, ah, fuck it. That that was their vibe. Yeah, well, it was like, oh, we're gonna make a giant pizza. Made out of bacon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy guys. Yeah, bacon culture in the, yeah. Yeah. the mid to late. I watched like a couple of those, but I got pretty turned off very quickly from from their exorbitant ways, I guess. It's really gross. Yeah. And like, I feel like they don't actually eat it all, right? It's just like more, they create it all. And like, look how crazy this giant burger is. Oh, the bun's made out of bacon. Bacon. <laughs> The patties are made out of bacon. <laughs> the tomatoes, bacon, bacon, and then and then they're like, yeah, and they like eat a little bit of it, and like, yeah, that's really good. And then it cuts away. I'm like, well, the rest is going in the trash. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, it like, is. There's yeah, no just way throwing it all away. Yeah, that's fo- that's such waste. Yes, very sad. It is. It is such waste. Don't waste your food. Give it to me. <laughs> very hungry. Um, but like we've seen Homer not be able to have all he can eat before right yeah his lawsuit against uh against uh the the fly, the frying Fri- dutchman, dutchman right? yeah um <laughs> yeah that's the th- i think that's exactly what i was kind of pinpointing in my brain of like it doesn't ring as true that he can't finish this steak because yeah we've seen him literally sit in a seafood restaurant and gorge himself 
to the point where they have to drag him out screaming. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Um, but if he could finish the steak, we wouldn't have gotten the introduction of Red Barclay. Red Barclay, uh, how do you how do you, you you said that with some reverence? Do you love do you love old Red? I it's again it's another thing I kind of like about this episode is that the two like basically like single appearance characters are just voiced in house. Right. Yeah. They're not celebrities. They're just two weird one off characters done by Hank Azaria and like Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, so and you're speaking of Red there. and Senor Ding Dong, right? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. just there to service whatever aspect of the plot they need to be in. Yep, and actually this is, because uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the season, uh, I, th- I was I, I was pretty sure that there wasn't an episode without a guest star for the rest of the season, and this is, this is one. This yep. one does not have a guest star. So there you go, I was wrong. Wow. You I'm can, trying to think of like which contemporary actor from that period would have voiced Red Barclay. And I'm, this was before the Motorcycle Gang episode, right? Yes. It is, yeah. Because I, I feel like that would be a John Goodman character if they were to have outsourced it. I will say, uh, apparently, uh, Hank Azaria based the voice of Red Barclay on... Actually, let me get you guys to guess. A famous actor um, who's known for being a little zany. Jim Carrey. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good guess, though, with those clues. Um, let's see. He has a son who also acts, and their faces are weird. Both their faces look weird, so you can tell their family. Oh, um, Gary Busey. There right? you go. It's Gary Busey. <laughs> I read that earlier and just remembered. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's a that's a good one because the the animation is so not Gary Busey yeah. that the voice becomes uh, interesting. Right. The the voice the Gary Busey Gary Busey esque voice attached to that character model makes the character a bit more alive. Yeah. Rather than yeah, if they had just had Gary Busey do it. Um, what's old Busey up to these days? Oh, probably hanging out in quarantine, mm. smiling. Mm. That's nice. Or Eating grimacing. People. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is between a Gary Busey smile and a grimace. So, there's that. I don't either. It's, uh, yeah. Um, He's a weirdo. I always loved his scene in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Sure. I always thought it was very funny. I mean, I like him in Point Break. I like him in everything. I okay. think Gary Busey's great. I th- <laughs> wow! I, I, every- Number one Gary Busey stand. I didn't realize. I was no, I just next think to- he's. It's always like it's always fun when he shows up because you always know you're going to get a little something extra. Sure. Yeah. Like uh, oh, he's in Lethal Weapon. He's Mr. Joshua. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but like, has he, has he done anything lately? That's what I'm, no, I'm curious about. No. Like, what's happened to him? Did I don't he just know. stop acting. He might be crazy now. He's probably crazy. I think there was something. I mean, he really was on old. Yeah, like, he was on really Celebrity old. Apprentice, I think, with, uh, <laughs> with Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, hosted by. Uh, don't. <laughs> I can see what you're doing. And I'm asking you, please don't. All right. <laughs> Since you Didn't he have that week. one season series where just like some guy went and lived with them and just filmed their <laughs> like Gary Busey himself living with yeah, Busey? Yeah, there was a show. It was called I'm with Busey. Oh my god. That and, sounds great. And it was just this comedian 
who just like moved in with Gary Busey and just like filmed the two of them having like adventures together. <laughs> and that's it. That's the elevator pitch. I live with Gary Busey and I film it. That sounds awesome. I would see that. So yeah, that's out there. If uh... What a face. <laughs> I'm just looking at the, the Gary Busey filmography wiki page. It has a Gary Busey image. I don't know if you can see this, Justin, but it's just like, or you can look it up as well. Everyone, it's wretched. Everyone lis- listening, go look up Gary Busey filmography on Wikipedia and look at the picture they chose. <laughs> You're just like, yep, all right. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. Um, Does the man justice? Uh, oh, boy, guys. <laughs> What's up? Um, well, I was looking for this living with Busey thing because that sounded interesting. Um, and I can't find it on my very, very limited. Uh, but there, there, there was a show... <laughs> That aired last year, I guess, uh, called Gary Busey Pet Judge. <laughs> the show features Busey adjudicating, uh, sorry, adjudicating pet-related disputes within a courtroom setting. So it's essentially like a, a, a mock trial with Judge Reinhold come to life, but about pets. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! With Jay Reinhold, my apologies. Mock trial with Jay Reinhold. Is the show with Judge Judge Reinhold? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> judge Reinhold and then is not a judge. Pet loses. Gary Busey unhinges his jaw like a snake and <laughs> swallows it in one fell swoop. <laughs> well, let's. Um, it's on Prime Video. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about. It's only six episodes. The rest of the episode. Okay. Um, we don't want to talk about Gary Busey pet pet judge anymore. No, not anymore. <laughs> um, Real quick, I'm amazed that like the leading quote you used wasn't "He called me Greenhorn, I called him Tony Randall." It was a thing we had. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's a funny joke. Um, it's a, Homer becoming incredulous over being referred to as a Greenhorn, a word he just learned. <laughs> yeah, what and is that? Didn't know the meaning of, and really isn't even an insult. No, it's it just, just like it just you, means, you haven't done this before. Yeah, yeah you're inexperienced. That's yeah. all it means, <laughs> which is what drives the plot. I love that. Um, That's a classic Homer. Uh, yeah. The in, instinct, inciting incident, as it were. Mm-hmm. Him just Marge being like, I'll show you. yelling for him to not fill up on bread at the beginning of the eating contest is a great little quip. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that joke. I, I kind of, I, part of me wishes, I, I don't know why, this is such a minor quabble, quabble, quibble, um, and a quabble, quibble, <laughs> quidditch. <laughs> right, uh, but the the choice to have him buttering a bun and then her say that seems less funny than him just actually eating bread. You know what I mean? I just feel like if he was actually just eating a slice of bread, and then she's like, "No, no, no!" Don't. And he's like, "Oh, right," and tosses the bread away. I don't know. Again, very minor, but I just don't get why he's like panic, panickingly buttering it. I like the because anim- he's already forgotten like the. <laughs> The core aspect of what he just signed up to do. Yeah, I like the. I also like the animation of him buttering the bread. I think that's funny. In a panic. Yeah, dude, it's it's very when he's building a mashed potato tent in uh, <laughs> Homer the Krusty, like the tongue sticking out, like the Holy. the the attentiveness on his face as he's meticulously buttering this bread. She's stopping it before it becomes a problem. It's uh, that's what a supportive spouse does. That's right. right. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, she's nothing but supportive in this episode. Um, so in the second act, that's where we get most of our road trip. 
yeah goings and, on and again like the the bits that they chose don't really work for me yeah as as the jokes you know like the one that you mentioned greg because you know this episode better than i do was a syndication cut it felt like one um they uh, at least when like yeah when they're when they're in the diner i feel like that that scene is often cut in syndication if not partially then completely like at least because like where he's like uh, I I the thing I don't remember very well is him saying like like we could live out here and Bart's like okay great you'll uh, you drop out of school and I'll uh, and I'll end the marriage and take Gwen as my wife like right. that's the part I don't remember yeah really and I feel like that at least the second half of that scene doesn't make it to syndication very often yeah that's fair I I think the the thing for me is I don't notice because at this point in the original airing of these episodes i'm not watching these episodes in syndication as much yeah um so the only times i've really watched this episode is on my dvds yeah so that's why it's harder for me to pick them out whereas like in previous episodes in the golden years we've talked about syndication cuts because i watch those episodes more on tv than i did on the dvds so that's why i can pick those out easier and but i've I, yeah. i've watched this movie i've watched this episode quite a quite a lot through Completely legal means. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you always say say it with that, and it's never necessary. We all we all know. We all know how you do it legally. Yes. Yeah. Completely. No reason to legal means. <laughs> so what was your favorite road trip bit then? And why was it Homer misinterpreting the kid making the, the horn honking motion? That part is good. I like, I like, I, but again, I think it goes a bit too far. It does. You know? It goes just a little too a little far. A little too far. But I love the, yeah, him getting angry at this kid doing this motion is brilliant. <laughs> and then Bart being like, no, no, he wants you to honk your horn. Um, I don't know what the fix is because there should be a button to that, but I don't like what happens. <laughs> My favorite road trip bit is come on out, son. It's windy. <laughs> and then Bart comes out and says, gee, you're right, Dad. It is windy. And then does like a turkey lurkey dance <laughs> on the hood of the semi truck. The fuck? <laughs> I forgot about that. He does like this little jig on the front of the truck. What a weird little kid. It's so weird. <laughs> and like they're just hanging out on the front of this truck. And all they can think of to say is it's windy. <laughs> and you're right it's windy i don't know that's always tickled me i i like that part of the uh of their of their road trip what about you justin um i think we're getting a bit ahead like doesn't that come after the reveal yeah that comes after the reveal but the it, you know swerve. it's still on the road trip but like the first half of the road trip where the two of them are just on like this free-spirited freewheeling adventure and they've uh, kind and of I like don't have lost a favorite part the of their mission statement <laughs> On the road again. Um, I also, I feel like the, <laughs> for some reason, I had this mental image of the part where Homer gets the pep pills and the sleeping pills. Um, and I had this mental image that I know they could never do and wouldn't ever do. But I just had this funny idea that he does that and then gets in the car and it starts the way the joke does, but then he just vomits and like keels over because he poisoned himself. He just poisoned himself. Second careens the truck off a cliff. Yeah. 
Bart's just like, Dad, what the hell? And he's like, get me to a hospital. <laughs> and then smash cut to them driving. And it's like, well, doctors do wonders anyway. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like there's there's a better opportunity for that joke or for that moment because, uh, you know, it also gives you the wrong idea of sleeping pills and pep pills. So Homer knocking the dinner on the ground is a, is a bridge too far, but vomiting and then aggressively crippling his, his child. That would have been like... Well, hold on. <laughs> I didn't say he creens off the road and cripples his child. You ran with it. <laughs> really going, yeah, that's a, that's a great no. idea. <laughs> no, I said he vomits and says, Bart, get me to a hospital. Cut to them back on the road. They're fine. <laughs> with the implication that Bart somehow <laughs> drove the truck to a hospital. I think that's funny. And that's him. That's him uh, getting his own just desserts from his ignorance, not ruining a dinner for his family. Have any of you been in a semi truck before? Yes. No. No. I have as well. Do you think they're easy to drive? No. No. <laughs> you need a whole other class of license to yes. drive. Yes. They are they're very, very difficult to try. It's true. I, I really think the episode should have been bogged down with Homer spending <laughs> countless hours studying for his trucker certification <laughs> test. I'll tell you that though. I really oh, enjoyed Lord, him I didn't get my class D license. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that they at least acknowledged it. That he's right. trying to figure it out. And he actually he does figure it out. And I'm like obviously it would take longer. But the fact that they acknowledge that there's gonna be a learning curve, I think, is a nice little detail. And the fact that they have the 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 uh, Shyamalan twist of the auto driver being present makes, in retrospect, it all more believable, right? Yeah. Where you're like, oh yeah, he figured it out, but also it was probably the auto driver. Yeah. How much was him. he actually yeah. driving? So, uh, what do we think about the auto driver plot? Um, I really hate the the Simpsons predicted the future <laughs> meme, but. <laughs> But they Here did. Here we are, twenty twenty one. Is that a thing? Is the auto driver. I mean, there's self driving self driving cars is a thing in right. general, not specifically for trucks. But right, that's it's in Logan. Uh, they have hmm. they have self driving semi trucks in Logan. It's are a, those just mutants? It's a plot. Pr- uh. <laughs> have you seen Logan? Yeah, it's secretly a western. Yeah, so would it be mutants? If it's secretly a Western? You're right, it's Cowboys. There you go. <laughs> Wasn't there a game called Cowboys and Mutants or Cowboys and Aliens? Or... That's, that's a movie. There, I mean, there's a movie, Cowboys and Aliens, but Cowboys okay. and Mutants that's... sounds familiar, too. I don't know why. Everyone's you know what favorite it is? Daniel I just realized, Craig movie. I just realized. What? It's because in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they uh, become Cowboys in an episode. Of course. So those that's cowboys, what it is. Cowboys and yes. mutants. And then they released the toys and I had them. Cowboys and mutants. <laughs> the all, all of the turtles as cowboys. Um uh <laughs> there's I I was trying to think the other day about how many Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys I probably owned and uh, the conclusion I came to was too many. Yeah. <laughs> Way too many. If you had the cowboy versions? Well, I had the rock stars as well. Oh boy. I had the ones where they transform, they become like little baby of turtles course, and then you of switch their heads around their I had Mikey as that. Nice. Yeah. He had some so those favorite. at least like had some practicality in terms of playtime. Because you could then, oh, they're turtles, and then I pour the ooze, and they become the ninja turtles, you yeah, know? Yeah. Well, you're saying you couldn't create a scenario where they're cowboys? Because I did. 
I think you could, but I think maybe they just had a better the, imagination than you. It's very probable. <laughs> so, in my mind, uh-huh. I'm, and I know this is wrong, but in my mind, I'm singing Teenage Mutant Ninja Cowboys. Yeah, nice. I know that's wrong. Yeah. It should be Teenage Mutant Cowboy, Cowboy Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. But it just doesn't, it doesn't ring. have the right feel to yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. When you're right, you're right. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so do you guys agree that the 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 truckers, the other truckers, the rival truckers are the real enemies? They're like bigger jerks than Homer, and Homer's not in the wrong for blowing up their scam? I would say mostly yes. I would say the only part that I am kind of like, come on, Homer, is when he's like doing like shouting to the group of tourists or whatever like ah, oh, it's a secret don't like i i would have kind of preferred it if he gave the secret away in a less blatant way i know that's like that's our homer and like that's what he does but i i think it would have been more interesting if he just accidentally gave out the secret and then they got mad at him and then yeah i would be 100 percent on his side um but it, but him just like blatantly shouting it while he's riding the roof of his truck to all these people, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, this is the part of the episode where they had a lot of real estate to cover and not a lot of time to get through it all. That's so true. They, really they needed to get that secret out. Yeah. They had to introduce the secret, introduce the consequences for revealing it, reveal the secret, and then have the have big the, trucker showdown the show in the span yeah. of like two and a half minutes. That's true. And, yeah. and also finish off the ding dong. That's right. They got to cut Walk. back to Senor Ding Dong. Because that's how we end our episode. That's true. <laughs> that's right. The A plot ends before the B plot, which is not common. Nope. Um, Would have been riots in the streets <laughs> if they had never paid off the ding dong subplot. It's true. Yeah. yeah. We have uh, to know how that ends. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the, I, I like the, uh, the kind of fin- finale of Homer, uh, you know, doing the jump over the trucks. Um, I like that. I like that they kind of like, well, he's a true trucker now or whatever. Let's just find like, another scam. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. the conclusion. I think it's a, it's a good wrap up. That makes sense to me. I like the moment of like self-reflection the truckers have where they're like, maybe we should drive like our daddies did. And the response is drunk. i think it's highly accurate (laughs) well yeah yeah you're on the road it's lonely on the road yeah you know what isn't whiskey Mm. (laughs) you always got a friend if your co-pilot is jack daniels jim beam jim beam or (laughs) or uh william whiteclaw or john that's or jonathan walker (laughs) uh but just these sterling tequila (laughs) yeah these surly, like hard-nosed truckers, falling back on bootleg and beanie babies as their new side hustle. <laughs> That's right. It's it's just it's precious. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Beanie be- beanie babies height height of their popularity around this time, I'd say. Yeah, I can't really I... fault them for wanting to do a scam though. <laughs> Got to scam someone, right? Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> you're just working. And what? <laughs> Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? <laughs> I sure don't. That's why I haven't worked for a year. In the Depression, you had to grift. You know, it was either that or work. Mm. Yeah, it's like I always say, if you ain't a grifter, you're a rube. (laughs) 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 Damn it, I'm a rube, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I'm just realizing this now. I should see if that Facebook girl still wants to add me as a friend. Well, the one who wants hypersex? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, not wants, needs. Needs. And it's to be clear... It wasn't saying she does, but many, many, many girls need many hypersex. Needs click yeah. here now. Yeah, um, yeah, most of them, like yeah. arguably all of them. 
I'm just not equipped to provide it. So have you I'm got glad. have you gotten these uh, these like Facebook ads? You know, like uh, obviously scams that are like uh, click here and and I know like this seems like old man yells at cloud, but I'm like baffled by these being so prevalent. And the same thing with like email scams and stuff, where it's like, who is falling for this stuff? You know? Well, I mean, people in your age bracket, All usually. Right. All right. <laughs> You're in the sweet spot between when you're gullible enough to fall for a scam and then dementia riddled enough oh, to no. fall for a scam. <laughs> so it's easy so, to yeah. cast aspersions from your ivory tower. Alan. It's true. I, and and I, I happily cast these aspersions uh, because I'm going to live forever. Oh, now, for sure. Yeah. So far. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> going to keep rocking forever, forever, forever. <laughs> So far, that has yet to be disproven. All right. Century and plus no, two. Stop it. <laughs> ah. It's my birthday coming up, and I am not turning 103. 100. Stop it. <laughs> I am not turning that old. I got to get candles. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not turning 24. <laughs> uh. Mr. Black. Um, well, any final thoughts on the app, my friends? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the train ending is it's just self-referential enough to be charming. Yep, I agree. It it ties up the a plot in a neat little bow. Of course, Homer would drive a napalm train. Oh, back I was to like training. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, the napalm. Uh, we're not. I am not driving napalm to Springfield or whatever. Yeah, and it's like the Lord works in mysterious ways. Homer yeah, switches yeah. off his trucker hat for his conductor's hat. Right, yes. Then, yep. You you're left to imagine the kind of adventure they 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 get on riding the rails, right? Yeah. Sounds like a good adventure, and you're right. It is exactly self-referential enough. Yeah, I agree. I like those. I like those kind of meta humor moments in the show. Um, sometimes they get a little too uh, lampshady, a little too hat on a hat, get a little pleased with themselves. Yeah, but this was this was a good way to do it. I liked it. Yeah, it does what a lot of other jokes in this episode didn't, and it doesn't linger yeah uh and then we get senior ding dong and which i think is just terrible (laughs) (laughs) i think that the actual ending of this episode is just terrible yeah if they uh, somehow they could switch though you know it's fine to tie up the b plot that way but have the actual ending of the episode be homer driving off with the train i think stronger episode overall yeah because you know what they say wow him in the end wow him in the Exactly. So overall, this episode's a mixed bag. Um, yeah. Structural issues, apparently. Um, too many cooks in the kitchen when it came to punching up those jokes. Yeah. Yeah, you can feel it. And at the end of the day, though, I still think it's an episode that I look fondly back on in season 10. Always with that asterisk. Yeah. But... As far as season 10 episodes, and as far as like this back half of season 10 goes, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so too. I think it's, it's like I said, it's not top tier, but it's not bottom tier. Um, and even like, you know, if you're, if you're going even further, it's higher medium tier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. in the quadrants. Upper, low, lower middle class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was nice that even in season 10, like they were attempting to write just like self-contained little screwball comedies like this. Yeah, I agree. Um, cause yeah, the next, uh, what do we got next? Our next one is Bible stories. Yeah. 
Um, we got Mom and Pop Art. We got Old Man and the Sea Student. Monty Can't Buy Me Love. They Saved Lisa's Brain in 30 Minutes Over Tokyo. I, I am not excited about any of those. I'm excited about Simpsons Bible Stories because we're supposed to have K.P. Smith on. Sure. And I mean, listen, I mean, I'm always excited to record the podcast. Right, right, sure, of course, of course. I enjoy doing this part. Yeah. I'm saying watching these episodes, I'm not excited for. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but uh, that being said, let's go to the reference desk for yes, this episode. let's. So the title is a reference to, as mentioned, Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King. Stephen uh, King's magnum opus. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the name of the stake is Sir Loin-a-Lot. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this. Bad name. Bad name, uh, but a reference to Sir Lancelot, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Arthurian times. Legend. <laughs> um, Tony Randall. Yeah, course. you're Tony Randall. <laughs> That's another one of those jokes that was almost perfect. That was almost a great, great joke. Yeah. Uh, the name of the truck, uh, Red Rascal. Um, well, sorry, not the name, but the cartoon is a uh, Tex Avery oh, okay. inspired, uh, specifically from Red Hot Riding Hood. Yeah, it's the cartoon wolf in the green pinstripe shirt with like the pinup babe wearing a Confederate flag bikini. <laughs> That's right. It's is something it... you'd see on like a the a Big Johnson T-shirt in the '90s, <laughs> and I loved it. Is the Confederate flag Absolutely. on the truck? No, it's not the 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 babe. The on baby the logo, wearing a Confederate flag one-piece bikini. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even clock that. Well, it's amazing what we can ignore when uh, we don't look at the problems in the world, Greg. You're right. Uh, <laughs> i got to look at myself in the mirror for a real I would argue time. that the Confederacy is far less relevant to Canadians than it is Americans. Mm, I, I would, don't know. I, I would all, well, I would argue less relevant... <laughs> But you'd be surprised. You forget we live in Alberta, which is the Texas of Canada. Stop so. it. There are so many Texases of Canada. It's sort of like the spanking burger where you, there's plausible deniability right. by yes. being Canadian yes. for you to right. in ignorance vis-a-vis yes. the Confederacy. And yet every once in a while, you'll get some jack-off driving around their fucking Ford F-350 with a Confederate flag on the front of their car, and you'll be like... What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> You're in a. They got truck balls. They got yeah. They got uh, bumper stickers that say like uh, got, Jesus is my co-pilot. They got naked lady weather flaps on the t- on the axles. You know, I feel like if you had Jesus available as a co-pilot, I'd be like, can, can you just be the pilot? You're you're so much better at this. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, he's from like the year zero, so could he pilot? Could he drive? <laughs> right, I shouldn't. I'm saying in the. <laughs> In the meta sense of right. the concept being like he's just helping you in your life, right? Okay, I'm you're, saying like no, you you, like you should lead be my charge. life pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. you turn this water into wine for me now, please. Hey, have you heard the good news? What Jesus loves you? Oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Look, if you remove the Confederate symbolism from the truck you just described, it sounds objectively awesome. <laughs> Truck nuts and naked lady like <laughs> rear flaps. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> um, so the Spice Girls wannabe plays. Yeah, um, that's so weird. Do you know the so the kind of backstory, as it were, is originally it was going to be a like truck driving song, but like convoy, an, orig- an original song. Oh, an original song that Dan Castellaneta uh, performed, and it was gonna it was described like. Uh, 
like truck accidents and like blood being scraped off the you know so it's supposed to be this like thing where it's like ah on the road and it's like this you know juxtaposition and they decided it was too bleak. <laughs> so, that sounds great. I know. So they put in Spice Girls. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what a weird shift. What a weird, yeah, what a weird shift. What a what a bummer. Yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah. I think that would have been a nice little joke montage. What we were saying earlier is missing. Yeah. I agree. Um, but instead we get, if you want to be my lover. Betty Page is on the postcard. Wish you were her. Yeah. We should stop sending me these. <laughs> that is a funny joke. <laughs> Marge killing it. Yep. Uh, of course, the song. We've also been on the road for two days. How many postcards could he possibly have sent her? <laughs> Every hour he stops at a <laughs> gas station and buys one. He loves his wife. He does. And loves and wishes she were her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the Except, the, of course, when he, when, he, when he fantasizes about marrying the, the truck stop waitress. And yeah. right, right. actively right. pursues divorcing his wife. Yeah. You know. Um, because you gotta have conflict. Oh, the other the other thing I wanted to say is they really didn't like uh, the censors. Really didn't like a joke. Oh shoot, which one was it? Um, well, there there was also the uh, Mr. Burns thing of killing all the cows. Originally, they were in the like storyboard. It was going to show the cows being slaughtered, right, and they decided to just have that happen off screen, yeah, which I think that. is the right choice. But there was a joke that like the um. The censors hated, but they just let him keep it. Like, like this is bad. Stop. And they're just like, whatever. Just let, just let him do it. Um, I'll find that in a moment. I just have my notes uh, different here. Um, the song, the Marge song, uh, sorry, the wedding song, the doorbell song. Why do birds suddenly appear? It's called Close to You. There you go. By the Carpenters. Uh, the Gassy Knoll is a place they stop. That's a reference to the Dallas Grassy Texas. Knoll. Dallas, Texas. Where JFK was actually shot from, uh, <laughs> you got Jimmy Hoffa, <laughs> loose change. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Hoffa's referenced. Uh, apparently, the truckers killed him. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, Two thousand one, a space odyssey. They love to do it with robot yeah. uh, automated things. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. Uh, and then Beanie Babies and Senior Ding Dong is a clear uh, reference to Zorro. And the mask. is that clear? I think it's clear. At the whip, Spanish, yeah, the whole thing. What other what other uh, Spanish superhero is there? That's the one. Yeah. For now, huh. just you wait. <laughs> There's going to be more. Um, that was it for references great um favorite joke time i'll go first i really liked it when millhouse got attacked by birds yeah i thought that was uh that was very funny and honorable mention for me goes to who's a greenhorn what's a greenhorn nice i i liked that i liked that a lot this time uh, it was the the pet pills and sleeping pills, by the way. That yeah. scene is what the censors hated. Oh. They had a lot of problems with it, but they let him do it anyway. <laughs> because of this, because of this the fact point, that it's poison, he killed yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think at this point, the censors are they're like, we can't stop you. You're you're an institution now. You're the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like we're gonna try. And I'm sure they've stopped a bunch of things, but for the most part, they're like, listen, we, we don't like this scene where he swallows a bunch of sleeping pills. And they're like, well, and a bunch that's of, the scene. And a bunch <laughs> of pet pills called Stimucrank. Stimucrank. 
which they're trying to outlaw or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. the Congress is racing back to Washington. <laughs> Anyway, that's not my favorite joke. That was just what I was trying to remember. Uh, my favorite joke is uh, a Marge moment, and it's when Homer's getting ready to become a trucker. Thank you. And for she goes, this. "Oh, Homer, no!" Yes. <laughs> like her delivery of that is so perfect yeah. of this like poor woman who has to deal with this fucking asshole every week. He does some crazy zany zany uh, adventure and i just like her exasperation at that is so perfect at this point in the series so yeah yeah agreed justin, justin. um i really like and it's during the dinner scene that you two seem to detest um when after lisa explains the the motif of the steakhouse marge goes well maybe the animals like being the center of attention <laughs> <laughs> That's good. To be clear, There's I just don't like. I just don't like when he throws charming, optimistic naivety in that sentence. Yes, that is a great moment. I I want to be clear. I just don't like him throwing the dinner on the floor. That's the only part I don't like. Continue. Final thought about that: a lazier <laughs> episode would have had them start directly at the steakhouse with no build to why they're there. That's true. So. But they had to pad time, as we saw. You take what you can get in season 10. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah, you sure it's do. True. It's true. Uh, and we will when we come back I mean, with, the, um, with the Bible stories. That'll be something. And I'll say this. I, I'm going to possibly call this right now. This might be in my top five of the season. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard top five for me to come up with. It's tough. Uh, but so once we get to our, our recap... We'll see where I put where I put it. Maybe yeah. it'll be maybe it'll be a number one. I don't fucking no, it won't be number one. I know which one's number one already. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it's just because this this season is so devoid of obvious uh, great ones for me. So yeah, it's a harder. There's no city of New York versus Homer Simpson right. in this season. All right, <laughs> let's put that away. <laughs> oh. Where do you come down on that episode, Justin? Oh, boy, as a as a Bostonian. Because you guys hate New York, right? <laughs> we do. Um, <laughs> I want to toe the line very carefully here. <laughs> I was very happy when certain scenes were cut from syndication for obvious reasons. Hmm. Knocked New Yorkers down a peg or two. All right. Very diplomatic. Very diplomatic. It's a, it's a fine episode. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Greg loves it. That's the, the only, and I feel like a lot of people who have uh, come on have praised that episode as well. So I, I often feel like the uh, in the minority. Of well, it's it. the Simpsons representing the greatest city on earth. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I try not to shit on New York too much because again, it's become such an archetype of people from Boston that I really do try to like yeah. subvert it. Like yeah, that's fair. That's kind of I mean this <laughs> for the Canadian version. <laughs> That's how it's I feel about Edmonton. Like it's Edmonton and Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton yeah, yeah, and Calgary. Yeah. I listen. I'm going to say on record, Edmonton and Calgary uh, rivalry on par with Boston New York rivalry. Ah, uh, yes, that old fabled rivalry <laughs> that everyone knows about. Yeah, sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, you and know they couldn't the get the Trans Canada up there, eh? They got to <laughs> use the Yellowhead. Yeah, city of Champions, not anymore, idiots. More like City of Losers. <laughs> I got them. More like City of Hosers, eh? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume these are all really awesome burns. <laughs> you assume right. <laughs> MVP. MVP's. Uh... Sock it to him. Uh, wait, which one do we like? Oh, Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The one we live in. <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck those other guys. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MVP of the episode. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to give it to Marge. I'm going I've done to. It, I've done it so I'm, often. I'm going to. I'm just <laughs> She's going to. always been so good. Yeah. I just want the oh, it's, Marge show. It's definitely Marge. Okay, great. We're all in agreement. Which says a lot considering how much Greg hated the B-plot. Oh. Yeah, I, I straight up hated half of the B-plot. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, I, but I. But she. But she can comports herself well. Yeah. You know. Yes. Even if it, it's in a plot I don't like, her actions and her jokes are the best parts of it. She brings us through it. Like, oh, your your father traded our tools for M and M's again. Apparently, <laughs> a common occurrence. Like the way she says it's that is really funny. Terrence Malick slice of life pick, you know? <laughs> no, there's, absolutely. There's way too little. There's way no, no, too it's, little. It's an exact twirling. One to one to way, Terrence Malick. No, there's way too little twirling. There's way too little dresses. There's way too little southern narration. And uh, Listen, esoteric. I've seen, I've seen maybe two Terrence Malick films, and I can say with 100% accuracy, this B-plot is a Terrence Malick film. All right. You're right. You're right. It's mostly like Days of Heaven. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Jesus. I was implying that it overstays its welcome. Um, oh. Got it. Oh, somebody doesn't like tone poems. <laughs> Take that. What are the... I've, I've seen um, Tree of Life. Yeah. What are some other Malik's? <laughs> right the Thin Red me. Line. I haven't seen it. The New World. No. To the Wonder. Nah. Night of Cups. Mm. Song to Song. Nope. Badlands. Have I only seen Tree of Life? <laughs> Is that the only Malik I've seen? Days of Heaven. No. Nope. A Hidden Life. No. Wow. Never well. even heard of half of these. <laughs> so I've seen one. You've Terrence seen Malik Tree film. of Life. I've seen Tree of Life, <laughs> and I. Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched it while I was working at the call center, so it was kind of a background watch. <laughs> so I'm sure I didn't get the wonder out of it that many people did. I think I missed just This one. is where I would like to ASMR interject and say that I based the entirety of my Terrence Malick burn on the fact that I've only also ever seen The Tree of Life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I agreed with you so quickly. That makes sense. <laughs> Greg, Greg's the only uh, Malick head over here. Sick he's like, burn. hold on, hold yeah. on. You didn't want to sound like an idiot for not thinking my reference was backed up by some sort of, oh, I don't know, context. <laughs> lots of twirling, lots of ambiguous narration delivered by a Southern man in that movie, Tree of Life. That's fair, yeah. yeah. I, I do remember twirling. Yeah, it's the start of his twirling films. <laughs> I remember sleeping. hey oh, The twirlissants. Swish. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think that does it, Yep, right? that does we it. We all the things we need to do. We did it. So good work, us. Yeah. Um, and thanks, Justin, for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Hope you hope you had a good time. Uh, I hope that we can get you on in the future for future projects. Um, but uh, we haven't announced what our future project is yet. That's true. Um, that being said, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, just Twitter, JM underscore O'Connor. I'm kind of funny. Nice. That's nice. it. <laughs> um, great, Greg. Hey, oh, yeah, I've been um, working on some stuff with uh, Theater Outre and uh, uh, improv troupe called Impromptu in Lethbridge. Uh, search Impromptu on YouTube. 
uh, impromptu players, and you'll find some of the sketches that I've been editing and working on. Uh, and we're also working on a touring show that will happen sometime when schools are open again. <laughs> what a nightmare world. Uh, we have fun here in good old Alberta. Yep. Um, I will just plug once again my trivia nights, as Justin so kindly mentioned at the beginning. Uh, every Wednesday night, I do an online trivia night, uh, various subjects. And you can follow me at YYC Trivia. That's the best way to see upcoming trivia nights and uh, get an idea of what how it works. Um, but it's fun. And... It gives me a sense of normalcy. And you can find us, mm. the Two Bad Neighbors, on Facebook at Two Bad Neighbors of Simpsons Podcast or on the socials at Bad Neighbors Pod on most of them. We don't use them very often, but, yeah. you know, sometimes we do. And Social media is dumb, you guys. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and don't you like can playing the game. <laughs> also email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can also subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios, for two bonus episodes, two times a month. $2 gets you all of that fun stuff, and we thank our patrons for all of their generosity and for what they do for us. Alan? Yeah, we're going to do a Lost World commentary soon, so get ready for that. Woohoo! Going back. And stay out of the long grass. Um, that's it, right? Mm -hmm. All right, thanks again, everybody. Keep watching the skis! Keep watching the skis!